Hello and welcome to the MyPal podcast. MyPal is a podcast about palliative care, innovation and technology. I'm your host. My name is Amarva Warsu. I'm an academic clinical lecturer in palliative care based at the University of Liverpool. Today's episode of MyPal is a short report about some of the internet applications and smartphone apps that I use on a daily basis that makes my life just a little bit easier. As I work as a doctor with both academic and clinical aspects to my job, this list of apps reflects apps that I use for a variety of purposes. So in clinical life, regardless of whatever speciality you're doing, it's important to keep up to date with current medical news and advances. The internet provides a great way to do this, but the volume of information out there can be overwhelming. How can we curate and track content? Here are the top five apps and resources that I find most useful for my life. Like I say, this is just my own personal list. Some people might disagree with it or ask why things aren't there. But this is just the top five apps that I've found that I go to the most. First one's Twitter. It's a well-known microblogging website which helps you connect with the world with topics and themes that interest you. This, for me, has really helped pull the world of palliative care and in particular academic palliative care together. So even though it's a big world out there and people are across different continents, it feels like we're much more connected because of the internet, because of Twitter. I feel that just through discussions on Twitter that I know certain people very well, although I've never met them. So my advice is to sign up for Twitter, install this on your mobile devices, find people to follow. So a good starting place would be the likes of Jim Cleary, Christian Sinclair, E-Hospice and Catherine Sleeman. If you're interested further, you can check out my paper that I wrote about social media and palliative care, which was published in the BMJ Supportive and Palliative Care Journal. The paper was specifically about commonly used palliative care search terms and the growth of these terms across the past few years. Depending on the level of notifications that you're happy to receive from your smartphone or your smartwatch, you can then favourite certain individuals so that you receive a notification every time they post. I have it set up that every time eHospice posts something, I get a notification which appears on my phone and also my smartwatch, which helps me keep aware of major palliative care news stories which are breaking each day. However, some people might find this level of notifications intrusive. The second app that I find extremely useful is Pocket. Now, one of the problems of viewing text on the web is that you have lots of graphics, icons, and other text around the main area of text that you're interested in. So what Pocket does is it takes the main area of text and important images that are associated with that article and presents them in a way that's devoid of all the other content, all the other distractions, which makes the text that you're most interested in more readable. To use Pocket, you'll need to register for a Pocket account, which is free and is linked with your Google account if you have one. You can add it to your web browser, and every time you come across some text in the web page that might be of interest to you, you can just click the Pocket button, and the article will be then sent to your Pocket, which will appear in a more basic, readable format without all the other junk around the text. So this can be extremely useful if you're at work and flicking through some web pages and you come across some articles that you're interested in but you haven't got the time to read. By clicking the Add to Pocket button, 
you're saving the article for pocket which you can then pick up a later point whether that be on your computer your your phone your tablet and then you can sit and, and read the article at a time that's appropriate to you also if you're using twitter you can add articles tweets directly from twitter to pocket meaning that you can essentially curate a great deal of content which you're saving for access for later when you're on twitter the third resource that i find extremely useful is feedly now feedly is a website that helps you organize news website blogs podcasts essentially anything that you're interested in it's available on the web and as an app which can be used on your smartphone, tablet, and even your Android Wear smartwatch if you have one. It has a free version which would suit most people's needs, but also has a premium paid for version which comes with some additional features. In Feedly, you can select topics of interest and create your own categories. You can search for blogs, websites, news feeds that might interest you, and then you can assign those feeds to topic lists that you can generate yourself or you can pick from existing lists of topics which have their own resources and blogs within those. When it suits you, you can then go into Feedly, whether that be on your smartphone, your computer, your tablet, and then review the new articles which have appeared that day. Saving the ones that you're interested for viewing later, sharing the ones that interest you with other people on your social networks or saving them to other formats with apps like Pocket that we've just mentioned. The bonus of Feely is that rather than going to several websites that you're interested in, you can put all of the feeds here in one place in Feedly so your news feed is essentially personalised to you from articles that are pulled from a variety of sources. For me personally, I have a lot of different topics that I'm interested in. For palliative care especially, I find subscribing to the Jerry Powell and the Palimed blogs really useful here and just being able to flick through the articles which have appeared from Jerry Powell and Palimed in one place is, is much more useful for me than going to the different websites individually. Flipboard is another app which is similar to Feedly. Again, this is available on a variety of the platforms like Apple and Android. The layout is deliberately designed to look like a magazine where you physically flip the pages. Again, like Feedly, you can subscribe to blogs and web feeds and other websites that interest you. One of the major differences of Flipboard is that you can enter details from your social uh, networks like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook accounts. So stories from your social networks are pulled into Flipboard to make a magazine for you which is based on what's popular across your own social network domains. So other options are things like Google Play Newsstand which comes as standard in Android based smartphones and tablets which allows you to search across news blogs and feeds but it just feels a little more limited compared to Feedly and Flipboard for me. The next app that I find extremely useful is Google Drive. Now, Google Drive is a cloud-based app, which I find essential on a daily basis. It means that you can upload all your files, folders, documents, which can be accessed anywhere from any desktop, laptop, smartphone that you have, tablet that you have, provided that you have your Google account details. You can download the Google Drive program to your computer as an application, 
whether that be uh, iOS, Apple operating system, Windows operating system. And you can just then store all your folders and files in one place in the Google Drive application folder as if it was your main documents folder. Whenever you make an alteration to a file, delete a file, add a file, this would automatically be updated across all of your devices. If your device was lost or stolen, everything is backed up on the Google Drive servers, meaning you can still access your documents. Some people might be concerned by the prospect of cloud storage and prefer to use memory sticks. I understand this can be due to concerns about what's stored on those memory sticks. For example, confidential patient data shouldn't be stored on any personal device or cloud storage. However, for day-to-day use, many people use cloud storage all the time without even thinking about it. For example, email is one big cloud storage. The principle is the same. Your data is stored somewhere else on someone else's server. So even though many of us will send an email of a presentation or a document to ourselves that we pick up to work on later, this is essentially the same principle as using a cloud storage, except what you end up is a more cluttered inbox with your email. The real benefit of Google Drive for me is the generous storage capacity that Google offers as an introduction. So you have 15 gigabytes across all of your Google accounts. So this includes things like your email. Uh, practically, it means that where, wherever I am, if somebody requires something from me, whether it would be an article or a document, I can send it to them from my phone, from my tablet, irrespective of my location, without having to wait until I get back to my computer. Other variations of cloud storage exist. They all essentially do the same thing. For example, Dropbox is well-known and very user-friendly. My only problem with Dropbox is that the storage isn't very generous. You get initially two gigabytes free, and then they require you to pay a lot for additional storage. OneDrive is Microsoft's own version of cloud storage. They, they offer quite a lot of cloud storage compared to others. Uh, it works fine, but just from a personal point of view, I prefer the layout of Google Drive. And in first place, the app that I find most useful is Evernote. Now, Evernote is a third-party app which is designed principally around note-taking. This is available, again, on most platforms, Apple, Android, Windows. It's available for free, but also has premium paid versions which offer more storage and different access options depending on what the individual needs. For me, the ability to take notes, add annotations, assign lists, keep records of what I'm doing is invaluable. Apps like Evernote allow me to make electronic notes. These will sync automatically across my Evernote accounts that I have on my smartphone, tablet and desktop. I can also access this online, meaning that wherever I am in the world, I can just log in to my Evernote account and still access my notes even if I don't have any of my devices with me. Evernote allows you to add text, pictures, audio, photos directly into notes. So if you're at a conference, you can take a photo of a poster and link it to a note that you're making about a talk or particular subject. In a way similar to the Pocket app, you can add Evernote to your web browser, meaning that you can use a tool called Evernote Web Clipper to save text directly from the internet into a note. You can then add your own tags and description to this note so you can search for it for a later time and date. So this again is another way that you can curate content from the internet. 
I use Evernote every day for a variety of reasons. I use it instead of paper to take notes in every meeting, teaching session I'm in. I also use it to keep a record of my clinical log of clinics and ward rounds and my activity that I'm doing, which I need to complete my electronic portfolio here in the NHS. The problem I found with paper notes is that I often had to type up my notes anyway in some form afterwards, whether that be in the form of reflection on my electronic portfolio, sending an email, writing up a summary of a meeting, or detailing action plans following events such as meetings. I found that making a good electronic note at the time really helped me save time and reclaim some of my evenings after work. Other options exist to Evernote. For example, Google Keep is Google's own note-taking app. I also use this as well uh, to do some of my to-do lists just because of its brutal simplicity. It's much more basic than Evernote, but it works well. It's very easy to use and it's very reliable. I also have an Android Wear watch and I really like Google Keep as it displays really well and syncs very well with this application. I'll also mention OneNote, which is very similar to Evernote. This is Microsoft's own note-taking application, which will come as standard on Windows operating devices. Another to-do list is called Todoist. It's the king of to-do lists and allows you to assign tasks on specific days at times of the week. Me, personally, it doesn't really suit the way I work just because I don't need to use all the features of Office, but I can see how it would be really useful to somebody that wants ultimate control and more detail in their daily and weekly to-do lists. A wildcard app I really want to mention is called If This Then That. Because of its name, the company wisely rebranded the app as just If, so if you just search for If in your iOS or Android stars, it will come up. This is a great application. It basically lets you link the internet, your phone applications, apps together. They call these linkages recipes so that you are now creating a recipe where you're asking one um, application to influence another application in some way. It can take a little to get your head around, but it can do virtually anything you want. For example, you can use the GPS location feature on your smartphone to trigger an event if you enter or leave an area. So I do this to send a text message to my wife when I leave the boundary of my hospital that I work in so she knows I'm coming home. So alternatively, if you have smart appliances in your house, you could trigger an instruction for your central heating to come on or your um, smart water meter to turn on. I also have it set up that if I like any posts on Twitter that this automatically saves to my pocket app so that I know that when I'm going through and liking people's posts on Twitter that this is immediately curating the content into into pocket that I can then flip through at a later date. I also have a setup that if on LinkedIn if anybody gets a work anniversary or has a new job and I get that notification that I send I automatically uh, will send an email to them to say well done. There's lots of things that you can do with this app. It just needs a little bit of thought and imagination. So, in conclusion, I believe that technology should make your daily life easier. So I hope that just by going through the top five apps that I use, that you can see that how this just makes my life just that little bit more easier. I hope you found this interesting. If you want further information about me or some of the projects I'm involved with, then please check out my website, 
which is amarawarsu.com, that's spelled A-M-A-R-A-N-W-O-S-U. And as always, here is music from Year of Barry Horse to see us out. So until next time, goodbye.